negotiate that? How do you identify? Does it matter? That's a really good question, and we should include that. Are we recording? We've been recording, baby. Oh, sick. Yo, check it out. A whole new generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be now cast. Stirring culture kids where the concept of the dukan is the, the corner shop or the top We are live outside. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up, nation? It's a revolution of expression. You tuned into the dukan show. Stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity, their creative expression, and their future. So please give a very warm welcome. Let the cat, the cat, the cat, the cat. What is going on? Hello, feeling? Welcome to your tribe. Bass, and I don't know if you heard, like, on a positive note, Bass, who's a really big rapper. He signed to J. Cole's label in really? the States. Yeah. Yeah, he went he went to the pyramids recently, which is what like a lot of the work I'm doing right now with the Sudan account and my film, it's like all centered around that. Mm. So I've been working really hard to like push interest around it. And um and Bess and, and MoMA and a whole bunch mm. of them actually went to the pyramids and Really? Yeah, and took the pictures. Marawi? Pyramid. Yeah, they yeah. went to Marawi. So that was amazing. Uh, obviously, uh, my grandmother passed away. It's just, uh, yeah, like loads of bickers. So I couldn't go with them because um, I had that. But mm. yeah, but I mean, it's things are really moving up. I'm really like really yeah. excited. Yeah. So, okay, so what work yeah. do you do? Just like to kind of backtrack. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll get to that. There's so much. Yeah. Th- this is why I'm like... I don't even like I wish you luck because <laughs> because everyone every interview I do it's like no one really knows what to focus on because I do so much but essentially um essentially what I do is shift perception and ideas mm-hmm. using um um using what I believe are key tools in um in changing minds and that's art music um new culture um and writing mm-hmm. so um and obviously now tech with social media and everything so um so i i'm i'm very intersectional when it comes to my career so i started off in journalism i was the youngest um editor in the uk i was hired as deputy editor of rewind magazine when i was 21 mm-hmm. and and that it's that's not because i'm like incredible or anything it was because i joined um, they were a new magazine and I joined when I was at uni and then I ended up like running the R&B and hip hop section and then okay. they gave me a column and and then I just became so inter- interspersed with the title that they offered me deputy editor upon graduation. So I did that for a few years. Then I realized, actually, I want to save the world. So I joined the UN. <laughs> so then I was with the UN for four years and then I kind of merged policy with entertainment. Um because yeah because i really believe i really believe in emotion and like feel your feels like mm-hmm. feel yeah. the feelings yeah like i really like believe in that live in them and let them shift you exactly people yeah like i catch feelings and flights like yeah. that's why i always tell <laughs> yeah. people like, I, 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 I notice you say that <laughs> yeah i say that all the time yeah but so it's I, like but i completely agree with yeah. that yeah. practice because you know that's how you're gonna shift perception yeah. and shape culture. Exactly. Yeah. That's and that's how you that's how you not just shape lead culture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it because it's it's based on feel, yeah. you know, and emotion. So so I really believe in um, in order to shift policy as well, yeah. um, we need to harness emotion and feeling and, and the only way to harness emotion and feeling is, is music and art. Yeah. yeah. Like nothing gets to us like a song or True. or a work of art or something like that. So I'm kind of merged my passion for the arts and entertainment um, with 
the United Nations and, Wonderful. and policy. Yeah, and I did that for four and a half years. Then I got really sick with UN bureaucracy and having to deal with like 15 people to like release Justify. one statement. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm starting my own business. And I started my own business and, and, and it was an, an amalgamation of all my experiences thus far. Yeah. UN policy, working in Africa, travel, blah, blah. And, and then also my UK um, workings and that was and and what I did in the UK was I worked for Rewind magazine so basically what we did again we shaped the culture yep. of grime mm. you did um, yeah with with Rewind and like Lethal B and Dizzy and Wiley and all these boys they're huge now their first home was Rewind they used to come literally to me to find to work out how to shape their story so here's a really like for me when when you're shaping culture, because yeah. that's what grime is. It's a subculture. It is, yeah. yeah. And when, when you were going through the practice of doing that as a 21-year-old mm. in the middle of, I'm assuming, London. Yeah. Um, did you know you were shaping culture, leading um, culture? Or no. was it just something that was out of love? It was feeling the feels and liking the stuff yeah. and liking the boys. And I was too young to, to, to you know, to, to coin such terms. Yeah. I was just doing. Mm. I just felt... Uh, but I've always had my finger in many pies. Yeah. So it wasn't just the sound. Like, when like when So Solid were coming up... Wow, I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's how old I am. But let's not dwell like no. wine, too much like, on my like, age. Like wine, my darling. Like wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like wine and cheese. Like, what are you way. talking about? Not I was cheese. six when I was doing all this. <laughs> talking about. Yeah, no, but really... Um, yeah, it's like when So Solid first came out, it wasn't just their music. I was thinking like, okay, product placement. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get big brands mm. on you guys because then that way we'll be able to get you in their advertisements and magazines. So it was always like I was I was constantly thinking... Connection yeah. and, so you, you, you and had exposure. Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty business savvy for that space then. Like you're trying to see how to grow At the time, yeah, 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 yeah. At the time I was a very big fish in a small, very small pond. Okay. Are um, you still? I, obviously there's the respect is always there. Like whenever I go back to London and, and I see those boys, it's like, res- like it's mm. always respect. And Hattie Collins, who's now Features Director at ID Magazine, she constantly, mm. you know, refers. constantly refers to me and gives me space. And she wrote a book recently on grime and there's like a whole chapter dedicated to what I did and rewind That's so the awesome. respect yeah. yeah the respect is always That's good there. there's recognition yeah Legit. it's always there but you, but you know now that grime is so huge I, I I have to admit that I really miss that I'm not there to like relish in yeah. in the in the come up because like I worked so hard yeah mm. I, I used to get oh my god I used to get so much I used to get so much from like label people brands media um we were constantly accused of like creating a violent sound because it didn't have a name at the time grind didn't have a name it okay. was it was just considered like a dark form of garage so yeah, okay. it, so wow. in the yeah. acquainted for the history of things yeah. who came up with grime the name grime i i, I honestly don't no, I think I think it kind of came about by itself because we had names like Grimy Garage. Okay. That came out. So the like adjective, was a dirty so was the like adjective a became the name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there were so many there were so many tags and yeah, so mm-hmm. the, you, you, like you said the adjective suddenly became a name and even Wiley put out a song called What do you call it? 
Ah, mm. because yeah, because you because were, it didn't have an age. This yeah. is one of the things that yeah. I love about like I don't listen to grime all the time, yeah. but when I do, I really think this is an evolution of a culture that I grew up in. You oh, know, okay. and, 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 and that cult like Did you grow up in London? I didn't, no. Oh. I was in Toronto and Toronto had a very small like a very very uh, Toronto was a melting pot of different people coming through. I've noticed that. Yeah, about and, and, and yeah. you'll quickly notice that there was a small uh, garage, like you call it garage, we call yeah. it garage. See, oh, right. we call it garage. Garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's, that's so what it's what it's what But but I remember I remember hearing the sounds. I remember you know I remember hearing it. I remember being in in, in spaces with it. And then when I heard grime, mm -hmm. I realized I I knew at the essence of it. Mm -hmm. But. What's so interesting is you guys defined so fast a subculture that yeah. spread like fire yeah, overnight. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm, no, I think it may not have been overnight for it's you, like but from somebody from the outside, yeah. it looked yeah. like it was there, and then it like it yeah. wasn't there, and then yeah. suddenly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, I saw grime, there's Stormzy. I saw like, like technology yeah. in the sense that it was an accumulated. Um, the it was the, the growth. Years. Yeah, the growth was very fast. Like when hip hop came about, it was like the fastest growing. As, a, as music genres and then Grime came and did that in like half the time is yeah it did is it right? the internet yeah I, I, do you know what? I honestly don't know, but you're right yeah. I think I think a number of foundations were laid yeah, yeah. hip hop laid garage laid yeah. so, jungle laid drum yeah. and bass so, dance hall so, so you had yeah. like a lot that played a part exactly yeah. so we had so many established foundations for grime to just like bounce off, fair enough, mm -hmm. you know. So, but it did take ten years. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it it took it took a good ten years. Like I remember, I used to I would interview like, like I would interview like Fifty Cent or, or like Ludacris or whatever, and I'd be like, "Have you heard of Dizzy Rascal?" Mm. And they're like, "No." Well, why are you here then? Like, don't you want to know about <laughs> what we're doing? Don't you want to know about our yeah. sound, what we're doing? So I would literally impose our talent onto them and they paid well no attention yeah and then now look how the tables have turned oh yeah, yeah. now drake wants to be a roadman like desperately <laughs> yeah. desperately like he's wearing the coat and he's like yeah, yeah. well go on this that and it's like i go to la and i hear like americans like trying to talk the london lingo yeah. so it's just so amazing to me how the tables are fully turned right. and i remember so, I, I watched those documentaries like six years ago about how it was it was just it came from a certain point of view where they were like unhappy about with how UK artists are trying to sign American in their tracks because they're trying to be hip hop artists. Yeah. And now it's turned completely, turn. right? Yeah, and now that, yeah, but, yeah. Everyone's so, trying to sign English. But for me this okay. Uh taking from the like taking from the blueprint, if you will, or the footprint of hip hop, it this that was a form of colonial like soft power to me. Hip hop was very much when you I was I was in areas that were completely rural and someone would pull out an, a Nas album. Oh you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's yeah. happened with with grime in a way. In yes. a way, it has not to the like massive mm -hmm. extent that hip hop has. Mm -hmm. But what do you do? You have a like? Do you think about how this is a form of like power of 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 of, articul of articulating like like London, exporting culture you know? kind of power? Definitely. Exporting yeah. culture. Exporting yeah. culture. Yeah. Definitely. And is it a point of pride or is it a point of resistance or is it mm. a, what is it, what is it to you? Because you were so integral to the scene. Right now right now I think it's a great um, source of of local pride. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think I think it it instills confidence. Um, a sense of opportunity, um, pride. 
Does um, it instill a sense of identity? Yes, an identity. Yeah. But 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 I do feel like I do feel like that identity aspect should be explored more. Yeah. But but um. Explore more how? Just just defined mm. like what you know what does it what does it really mean to be a black British citizen? Yeah. You know like yeah. these these are aspects. That, that should be looked at because we're very different, let's say, to the average African-American. We're very different. Yeah. Like, but you're coded as an African-American often. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. you know? exactly. And, and, and that's not right or fair or, you know... But your fashion spread just as fast. Yeah. Let me, uh, let, <laughs> yeah. Today, yeah. what is considered, what, like streetwear is... London, London streetwear fashion, fashion. Yeah. straight up, but like, that's but right. no yeah. buts about it. Yeah, well, I just think that's because we're the best. Sorry, <laughs> we're like we're more original. Mm-hmm. We're you know we're more inventive. We're more experimental. We give less of a fuck. Yeah. To be honest, like you know, we're not about um, trying. I feel the average black Brit or the average Londoner, because it's not even about being black. Like London, London is just London. It's a London thing, as they say. So it's like, it's not about black or white or anything. It's just it's just a definitive, original... Um, um, like a London flavor. Yeah, it's just a definitive, original style that, that defines fashion. Yeah. Because that's what fashion's about. Whereas in America, it's so trendy yeah. and so, like, you know... Hype driven, yeah. That 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 there's a lack of authenticity, and and authenticity for me is the is the new trend. It is in 2018. I believe that. I yeah. believe in. It 2018. kicked off in 2017 a bit. Now I you're going to so. see a lot more of it being yeah. voiced out. I well, agree. I think it, to be authentic, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. You have to know yourself. You what have to know you yourself and your in? purpose. What is your purpose? Yeah. What is your history? Exactly. Because and, and and I think the onus is on us as well to explore the histories that we appropriate mm-hmm. and 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 things that we appropriate. Because yeah. Oti and I will see something we like and we go through this exploration yeah. of what is this? Yeah. What is what is this that we're yeah. wearing? Yeah. Why are we wearing? This? Exactly. Yeah. You know? And that's and that's uh, where my film comes in. Tell me okay. about your film. Yeah, my well, my film's gonna look exactly into that, like why we do what we do. Mm. It it um it's uh it's gonna look at history, um and how it affects us right now. Yeah, and how it affects the future. So it looks at that. It looks at issues of identity and culture and mm. um and and it looks at a point in African history that's applicable to the whole world. Um and a um, point and in African history that's applicable to the whole world. Yeah, that that so? basically ha- has affected the entire planet. Okay. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not something that you can box into like a month, mm. you know, like Black History Month and all that no. crap. Oh, yeah. It's, okay, yeah, it's, I agree. it's a yeah. definitive point in mm-hmm. history that 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 needs to be understood and respected um, and considered. What's um, your timeline in, in that? Behavior. Well, uh, I mean, this I, is I thing. mean, like within within the African history, which parts are you looking the, into? Oh, it's the pharaonic period of Sudan. It's like, yeah, mm. we're shooting it in Sudan. Nice. Yeah, um, in in Meroe, which mm-hmm. is, and again, a lot of people don't know this, but Naka, which is next to Meroe, was was the capital yeah. um, of pretty much all the of entire Egypt, region, all of Sudan, all of Ethiopia. It was yeah, the capital. It was East Africa's capital. Yeah. It was yeah. It was it, it, it was Africa's point of everything at one mm. at one at one point in time. Yeah. Um, it's where it's where. 
it, it was considered Amun resided, who oh, was wow. the god of everything. Mm. He was the he was the first recognized god, Allah, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Mm. And his home was in Sudan, and it still is in Sudan. So mm. here's an interesting, here's something that I'm, like, as you're speaking, I'm wondering. Um, you obviously are very proud to be from London, like a Londoner. Yeah. How, how do you negotiate your identity as a Sudanese woman? And is it there all the Sudanese people that I meet tackle this Arab African, you know, yeah. tension? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you negotiate that? How do you identify? Does it matter? That's a really good question, and we should include that. Are we yeah. recording? Oh, we've been recording. We've been recording, baby. Oh, this see. is how I do Yo, our show. It's 20 yeah. minutes in. Okay. That's <laughs> the so moment good. you sat down, it started. We just start. We oh, just go Okay, in. yeah, because that's a really good question. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's, it's really good you've highlighted that because um, growing up, it was a crisis. Yeah. Growing up, it was an identity crisis, but again... Today, I see it as nothing but an opportunity. And I actually came up with this little campaign called I Am Globalization. Mm -hmm. Because I feel that um, it's basically impossible for anybody to tell me or talk to me about the concept of globalization if you haven't left your city or your country. Because I embody, just within this, this temple, embodies mm. three or four cultures all in one. I speak Arabic. I, I, am, I am of... Arabian descent in one way or another Pro probably not my choice because mm -hmm. um, Sudan was Arabized yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know it wasn't our choice but however it's now in our culture and that's just how it is I'm staunchly African and I'm and I'm born and raised in London and I'm a British citizen and that's I all of me and I embrace it all and I love the fact that I'm able to mingle you know, in three different prominent parts of the world and fit quite comfortably. Yeah. That's an opportunity because we talk about globalization, this and that, the world being a global village, but actually it's the third culture kids yeah. that can really apply that yeah. in and their conversation and in their lives. Agreed. And in their practice. And because, in their practice. Because I think that, you know, we have the, the OGs in hip-hop call it the way with a capital W. Yeah. It's their way. Mm -hmm. The way they interact with the world and mm -hmm. their life and everything. Mm -hmm. And I find that third culture kids like us tend to negotiate that because from the day we were born we've been negotiating that. yeah yeah and so i've put my time in i know exactly I, you know what i mean like, we've been through i've it. been i put my ten thousand hours in yeah. by the time i was five like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah exactly need, exactly but I, I i love that you sit so comfortably on the fences of it all oh yeah definitely you know? definitely and like I, i i often get asked as well in in interviews and and when i like jump on campaigns and so on like what is your direction you know what would you prefer do you you know are you more connected to your african side are you more connected to your arabian side and you know it's i i believe what affects me the most is is africa okay. and the reason why and the reason why it does is because africa embodies the whole planet in my yeah. opinion mm -hmm. you know and i and i and that's another reason why it's so I mean, later on down the line, you'll see how many different projects I'm dealing with. I, I recently launched a platform called Africanism, mm. which looks at how Africa affects the entire world and okay. how Africanism is found everywhere. So the reason why I connect to Africa the most is because it is, for me, everywhere. The Arabian aspect... It's. I feel I've taken the best from everything. Yeah, I've taken. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've taken the best of yeah. being British. Um, and being a Londoner and I've taken the best of being able to speak Arabic and understand the hospitality and the beauty 
um, you know, and the and 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 the and just uh, a, a beautiful um, familial way of being. Yes. Um, when it comes to Arabia, and then when it comes to Africa and East Africa in particular, well, there's a natural regality that we have as a people. Yeah. Um, there's there's a real appreciation for substance and poetry. Um, and academia and knowledge and so on and, and I feel I've taken all of that and ancestral like ancestral codes yeah mm -hmm. all these ancestral um, ideas and philosophies from my ancestors that talk to me by the way <laughs> yeah I believe that yeah they talk to me on a regular basis that that embodies me yeah, yeah. and I and I really deeply um, connect and appreciate with that I appreciate when you say that yeah. and I think people will because it's so important to to note to check your identity, to check who yeah. you are in the space, and check yourself. Check yourself. Check exactly. yourself. As as, yeah. as cliched when, as it is. Yeah. yeah. So yourself. when did you when did you connect with it that deeply? Because part of the the game of being a third culture kid is mm -hmm. at some point it's not you you don't feel that comfortable at first, and mm. you find your way there. So when did that switch happen for you? You know, it happened when I dug into myself more. Mm. If I'm honest. Did it happen um, after you left Rewind? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It happened later in life. Okay. Yeah, it definitely happened later. When I was with Rewind and when I was in London, um, I was very much a Londoner. Okay. And I was no, just wondering if you yeah. imputed, like, sorry, if you'd injected that se deep sense of yourself into the work. But I guess you weren't there yet. No, at that I wasn't. Time. There, no, you're I just wasn't. a Londoner. I was just, through. yeah, I was just a London girl, West London girl, <laughs> doing right. my thing, appreciating. Um, appreciating what we were creating yeah um by way of a sound yeah um and um and an invasion of the industry because i've always been i've always been that person that likes to disrupt yeah mm -hmm. you know like i've always looked at something and like how can i make this better or what can i do to like mess with people yeah. you know <laughs> like what what do i need to do to like upgrade all of this so so i i was kind of embroiled in that um, and it wasn't until I joined the UN um, and I was stationed in Sudan that mm. I started digging into myself more because yeah. I was placed back home. Technically. Technically ish, ish home. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And again, the identity crisis, it's like, where is home? Because mm -hmm. London, London was home, but I mean, it never fully felt like home no. because when you go home, you're like surrounded by like Kisra and Mulah yeah. and people and visits and like just bickers and weddings yeah. and that whole thing and then you step out and it's like London ting like this that and yeah. The other. so yeah I mean what is home but anyway I, I went back to Sudan and it was there where I was kind of forced into a, a place of have you been there before that like the usual family vacation trips? Yeah. Okay. yeah yeah no I used to go every, every okay. I used to go every year right. my, my parents made a those, they uh, made a point of taking yeah. They it. made a real point of taking us, but uh, it, but I always felt like a guest, and I didn't really leave my grandmother's house. Yeah. But this time I was actually working for the UN. I was traveling. I traveled the whole of Sudan, and that's when it began. Yeah. And and I started studying African history, um, um, specifically Meroetic, pharaonic well history from Sudan, mm -hmm. and and it was at that point where. I realized that um, I realized that there was so much more outside of what 
I'd grown up with. Yes. You know, did, yeah. does that make sense? Yes, yep. like there was, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, there was so, there was, there was so much more and I was so fascinated. And then it was also the power of con- connecting to what I already know. Yeah. For example, um, I'd started doing yoga when I was in Sudan. Nice. And and then it's an interesting place to start doing yoga. Yeah, yeah. I know. I just I know because you know it's, yeah. it's like there's not much to do. Yeah, there's like you know we don't have cinemas. We're like I don't know stuff to do. And I was like just working all the time. So anyway, I started doing yoga, and then one connection I found was um, in the hieroglyphics and in and in the art. Well, not the art, mm-hmm. the signs, the messages that were given to us by our ancestors. I saw a lot of figures in yogic stances. Really? Yeah. Which was like, okay. Um, and then when I started doing sun salutation in yoga, I realized it was very similar to the rak'at for salah. Mm-hmm. So that blew my mind. So it was basically that whole connection of history and now um, and actually why we do what we do, as yeah. you said, why we do what we do and how does it affect us and blah, blah, blah. And how long has it been around and why do we do it? So, so, so yeah, so that's when I really started diving into who I am and, and connecting the past with the present. Yeah. And so Mm. all of the projects that you're working on right now kind of culminate into or feed into this exploration or, or declaration of Africa. Is that correct? Yes, correct. The Renaissance. Okay. Yeah. It's, I really feel like it's a Renaissance and I love that I'm, I'm hearing, um, Three years ago, a magazine, I can't remember which one, a magazine labeled me um, the uh, the millennial renaissance woman or something like that. Yeah. Something something around around that, um, specifically to, like you said, the African declaration um, and and the and the returning African position, hmm. because I don't I don't like the word developing markets or like de- developing <laughs> world third, yeah. world. third, third world. world like yeah. I yeah. can't stand these you know humiliating nuances. So so I, I I always come up with my own terms as a writer. Like I believe in the word returning markets or hmm. returning identity or returning position because it's not like Africa didn't know wealth. Pfft. Come on, like, of course we know. Of course, we knew way before the rest of the world. Of course, you know trade. Like, you know, the the world's the the world's richest man in recorded history is an African man, and a lot of people don't know this. His name is Mansa Musa. He, you know, we hear of Bill Gates. We hear of the Sultan of Brunei. We hear of all these different Warren Buffett, but no one talks about Mansa Musa. Why? Well, it's the exportation of no, culture, right? I'm just saying. I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I would question. assume it's the exportation I mean... of culture. Because <laughs> the stories and history is written by the victor, right? Exactly. So they choose what they want to tell. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what's key. Yeah. yeah. Omitting of history. Yeah. It's the omitting of history. So, um, and again, how history affects the present. Absolutely. Mm. So here we are. Um, being told that we're developing and that we're third world is, and as if we're not familiar with trade and we're not familiar yeah. with wealth and, mm. um, you know, and, and regality and, and, and grandiose and grandiose. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and greatness. More, when it's actually more like a been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a been there, done that situation. It totally, yeah. it totally is. So just as a, just, I, I wonder, do you ever, um, in Sudan, yeah. um, do 
do, because you weren't, but well, you were born in London, you said. Yeah, I was. Do people ever kind of, do you ever get some heat for being somebody that's kind of come back and is starting to kind of speak Africa? I did. Um, How do you tackle that and what, what, like, what, what, you know? Yeah, I did, especially when I was at the UN, actually. Really? I, yeah, it was, it was a really unfortunate environment, like, for real. Um, I yeah. used to, like, so I was hired as international staff okay. because, because I'm British. Yeah. But then I'm also but originally you're Sudanese. You're Sudanese, mm. yeah. Yeah, so there was a lot of national staff, Sudanese, who... Who had I, resentment? I, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I hate to say it, but there was just a lot of jealousy, and mm. um, you know, and like, what right does she have to do this? But at the end of the day, that it wasn't much. I didn't even know about, you know, that ranking or whatever or the pay differences. I didn't. I didn't even know that existed. I, yeah. I was offered a job and I came. Um, so yeah, I did get a lot of heat for it, but. See, none of this stuff affects me. It's really weird when people talk about haters and, you know, and like this. And they, like, it, honestly, I'm so focused on yeah. my vision. Hey, that's um, the game. That's how you got to be. Yeah. And, and I honestly have such an incredible circle of people and support. Obviously, through the years, I've been let down and disappointed. But that's life it and happens. humanity life. and people, and that's you got to go through it. Like it's it's part of the inauguration growth. process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just it's just you know it's it's harsh growth. It is. Um, but but I do. I mean, I still thank God have an incredible network of people. I'm so focused, and I want. I honestly feel like these people don't affect me. I'm not affected. Hmm. Great. So therefore, it's irrelevant. Really but yeah, therefore I don't really talk about it. <laughs> I mean, it happens. It happens sometimes. It happens. It gets to me. You know, I, I do get hurt. I'm a human, but but then oh, you move past it fast. Yeah, ultimately I'm great. So yeah. <laughs> so there it's you like, go. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't get to me. I think that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That is amazing because yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, you're right. When you have a calling, that path becomes very clear, yeah. and anything else is just collateral damage you yeah. just kind of whatever and i feel you know i feel it's important to highlight that like what is a calling yeah. you know because because um i know for a fact i mentor as well i mean see this is i mean you've seen what my life is a complete joke but yeah mm -hmm. in the midst of everything i do mentor and i feel that there's a lot of young people now millennials that that, that really don't know what to do and they have like multi passions and yeah. like multi potential, um, and and um, and it's okay if your calling is 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 a multidisciplinary calling. Oh, I think the world right? will be yeah. inherited by, by interdisciplinarians. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually, it has to be. I don't has actually believe. Uh, yeah. I, I think the world of we do need specialists, but yeah. I, I but I believe that people who are interdisciplinary make the best specialists. Yeah. Right. And and that's that's just my what I've experienced. No, I agree. We see that life. every day. I like, hire oh, my team be, based on how much they love. That's yeah. it. The more you love, the more I will love you. That's yeah. it. And I think the more people will love you. That's there it. you go. And, um, and it's I, okay. And it's okay. It, it's mandatory. Yeah. Forget okay. I think exactly. it's mandatory yeah. to live life this way. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, the reality of what we face is what you're doing is you're building or leading. I, I, I think you're leading because there are so few women who speak as um, unbridled. You are very unbridled, mm -hmm. when, but very pointed. Mm -hmm. And I love that. 
about your writing. Oh, it's very crafted. You. And I love thank that you. about your writing. Oh, thank um, you. What I do adore, and I hope that more women do this, uh, I never want us to dumb ourselves down in order to move up a ladder or towards something. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you see this quite a lot. We do this dumbing down. I mean, I have to do it myself sometimes. Yeah, but I, I you know, yeah. and we have to learn to negotiate that, obviously. But I, I, but I, I admire the way How do you negotiate through. that? Um, so I consider myself a president of my own world. Mm-hmm. So I'm the president. So therefore, you negotiate with me like you're talking to a president. It's as simple as that. Mm. Um, but I'm also very traditional, um, and and a lot of people don't believe that about me. Which you know, it's, in 2018, I'm changing that. Like honestly, <laughs> like honestly, what do you mean about traditional? I'm traditional. I'm a woman. You know, I value men. I really I do. do too. Like as yeah. a traditional old school woman. I love men. I love serving men. I love to see um, men shine. Yeah. You know, and and I and I am not for this whole like hyper feminist crap. Honestly, mm. for me, I find it insane. Um, it's not my issue, uh, particularly like particularly the the stance that a lot of Western women are taking. Um, and again, it's because I'm Sudanese, maybe. You know, maybe it's because I'm Sudanese. We're used to having women in power. Yeah. You know, we've had women politicians. We've had female pilots. We've had fo- referees. We've had singers. So we've we've had queens, the world's first queens, who won wars as wives, looking after their children, worshipping their husband, who also worshipped her. That existed in yeah. Sudan. So we're good, I feel. Um so I'm able to negotiate. I feel like I'm able to sit down with anyone um, with a pride and a confidence um, and, you know, and, and a non-defense, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Because I think, uh, you know, I, I hope, I, I, and I'm, I hope I do, I hope I celebrate the men in my life because, mm. we, you know, when they say my name, it lifts me up. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I feel that, and I mean, I, OT will probably call me out on this, I'm sure, because mm. I'm prob- I'm, these are the awards we're not going to win. I'm not going to win Girlfriend of the Year, no, for you sure. Guaranteed. <laughs> that's not what I'm going to win. I love not that. Gonna win like, nope. Housekeeper yeah. of Omar, the Year. Omar in that room yeah, is struggling right year, now. I'm not going to win that award. Mm. That's not mine. Not Housekeeper, but, not but Chef, I hope not that Host. <laughs> uh, Let's be clear. It's, yeah. a, it's a list. Yeah, but it's okay. But I hope but you, that... You, just, you have a good group of people around that that do that and then you take credit for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. but yeah, exactly. No, I hope that I celebrate, I, I hope that I let you be who you are in my mm. space. I don't know if that's true, but that's my goal. I do try to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm surrounded by the most brilliant men and they're, they are my team, my partners. And I I don't think yeah. that by, I don't feel like by, by, by shining light on them that I diminish anything about myself. Exactly. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think that I lose anything. You but won't. I wish more women were like that. But I feel like for for you to be able to do that, you got to be comfortable. And I'm just speaking like a man in this no, case. No, no, no. In, in, in your own womanhood. <laughs> yeah. If I may say. That's that's, that, but that's what I always say. That's I correct. always say I'm here. I'm here trying to be. I'm here trying to be the best woman. Yeah. 
I'm not here trying to be a man. Yeah. Um, and I'm not here trying to ruin men in order to be the best woman. But your conversation yesterday online was regurgitated all of that anger for me. Oh, yeah. You know what okay. I mean? And I was yeah. like, you That's know what? I rarely, My silence was violence in that I moment rarely, because I actually should have said something. I rarely I comment. I rarely say anything. Yeah, I rarely yeah, yeah, get yeah, involved I, with I saw you things. threw in. I, th- I, I saw you threw in. I'm that. like, I had to throw something in. Yeah, because, I'm like, glad. It was... It, but not to make it nebulous, can you tell us, not, yeah. uh, not to call out anybody, because obviously, I, whatever, but can you tell me why, why was it important for you to make a public statement about what, you know... And thank you for that. And thank you for doing that, but can you tell me what was the statement and why did you feel it was important to do that? Okay, so, um, as I said, I don't even know who these girls are, um, or what they do, or whatever... Um, a friend of mine who happens to be darker skinned and from the quote, region, mm-hmm. yeah, sent me um, the, the the actual post. She sent me the post um, and she said, you know, like, WTF is this, yeah. you know, um, what I don't like she didn't even know what to say. Um, and uh, people know that I'm quite good at vocalizing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um so she's like you know we need to do something like we need to say something and then i looked at it and i'm i'm in 2018 i'm in like super positive mode she's like like, this is 2018 rosanne this This isn't this isn't like throwing shade constantly rosanne this is like ot 2015 yeah yeah this is ot yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is this is yeah this is like you know super vibey zen rosanne So I read it and I was like, let me try and like take this differently. But no, it was it was horrific. It was just it was distasteful, stupid, um, ending with a chocolate bar. So the comment was basically that they can't wait to go back to the States, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, to like actually do do makeup on dark skinned girls. Yes. Yeah. That, and then chocolate bar, chocolate bar, chocolate bar. Yes. Right. And yes. That was the that was the gist of the of yes the the of the, the, post. the, the, so the ju- yeah yes basically so they basically insinuated through their statement that there aren't any dark skin darker skin girls um, in the UAE or in the region in general guaranteed um, like I I am a like chocolate mocha like honey situation who? me and who? I'm Iraqi and who? I'm here yeah exactly <laughs> that's me I'm talking about me right now well, well and, and you see and you're one of you know many and, yeah. and I can tell yeah. you right now like there we're not only are we one of many I feel like the world didn't cater to me when I was growing up and finally it's starting to cater mm. to girls that are darker I'm not even that dark I don't think um, but no, you're not. anyways the insinuation that you would go abroad bothers me very like greatly it bothers me it, greatly it, it, it was infuriating you know like, and mm-hmm. I don't even know what you what because you, your cousins are some of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen yeah. well there you go so I mean the that in itself, and that also goes back to the whole identity of being, you know, not necessarily African because there are there are Saudis, there are Bahrainis, yeah. Qataris, just all over. There are dark skinned, darker skinned, or people of color across the Middle East. 
Um, Sudanese are all over the place too. So it, it just... That Your was options the, are limitless. Exactly. So that was the first bafflement. That was the first like, what are you talking about? And then the second thing was, it's to, it was the overall audacity of the statement as well. And I got a, lo- I got a lot of people in agreement with me. You I did. got hundreds of messages from, from people who had left comments, reported. And I don't know, I feel like these girls were literally staring at their iPhone for hours at a time because a comment was made and it was immediately deleted. Comment mm. made, deleted, deleted, deleted. And, and, and now my upset is that the sheer audacity of them keeping that caption, knowing that hundreds of people are vexed, hundreds of people are offended. You are in no position to refer to Ryan Destiny or dark-skinned people as a whole as chocolate bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you are not. You might have done it innocently, Maybe you're a little dim, you know, maybe you're simple, maybe you're incapable of thinking intelligently and you think nothing really of it, but you have over 700,000 followers. So learn, yeah. understand, have some social um, etiquette and realize that actually this might offend a couple of people. Simple. So tell me about 2018 for who is Rosanna in 2018? Oh, I um New Year, New You. Yeah, New Year, New Me. Well, I, yeah, that's kind of I don't know. I'm I'm so over like cliched gimmicks. Yeah. And I was talking about that to a friend actually just like an hour ago. Um, she posted this video of um, of uh, an American, so American artist, like saying like, "Girl, it's 2018. I'm gonna do what I want." And I'm like, "Come on, like as if you weren't doing what you want in 2017." <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. You know, there like I'm really I'm really over that, but I I I do feel that 2018 is is a year of shift. It is. There we go. Huge. Tra- I I feel shift. I feel transition. Yeah. I feel change in the in the world That's around it. me, yeah. like in the world I'm in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot happening by way of self-love yeah self-respect and self-discovery yeah um and a lot of what we've been planting Mm -hmm. is gonna grow yeah this year if if we follow the shift yeah um it's you know the universe is all is aligned there's no retrograde you know no no retrograde until march at least so (laughs) so now's the time to really just to to really um, so yeah, and, and get things going. Mm-hmm. So for in 2018, a lot of the projects that I've had in my mind for like a year um, will come into play, um, as well as the film, um, as well as I have an awards concept which I'm mm. hoping to launch this Wonderful. year. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm working on a jewelry brand, Look at um, you. which taps into. I was these about to comment. Oh, I was actually about to comment. I yeah, love I want These I are don't like know straight up like dirt to click, right? Yeah, but let me see if I can show. These are the earrings. Um, so I'm I'm kind of working on that. I'm working yeah. on a jewelry design, a jewelry little jewelry brand. Going that touches all back on. to the knees. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. touches on my Nubian heritage and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an, I'm still experimenting with that, but hoping to launch in the summer. Um, and then uh, next month, actually, I'm I'm uh, bringing a huge conference. I'm, well, well, my my team and I yeah. are bringing mm-hmm. a huge conference to the Middle East, um, which focuses on another uh, 
agenda of mine, and that's bridging the gap more between Africa and Arabia. Mm -hmm. Please let us know. We'll be there. We'll support. There. Like, yeah, we'll do what, whatever it, we need to do. Yeah. To it's 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 huge, and again, it, it touches on my intersection, um, and it's the first time that I actually am diving into finance. Great, um, because finance fuels everything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as much as I hate dealing with money, like I've understood that that you know, in order to fuel every other dream um, I do need to have an understanding mm -hmm. and um, I'm bringing in arts culture fashion in Great. a huge way um, into that that's happening in February um, and yeah and just a lot more of me in 2018 good. I'm not gonna lie good it's just a lot more of me I hope that you know yeah. this there is the go. thing is like owning you yes. in 2018 yes. will allow you to let your light shine on other people and that, they'll do the same that's it definitely it. will you know yeah. I, I believe that's the mantra of my life that's and I it. really believe that yeah I'm going on tour with my workshop yay which is called own you uh, funnily enough, you just said own you. It's, mm -hmm. it's called See? Own You. Uh -huh. um, and it basically looks at um, what Own You does as a workshop is it, it looks at personal brand because mm -hmm. everyone is everyone Everybody's is there. A When are you bringing brand. this to Dubai? What's happening? I, I've, I've brought it to Dubai before, actually, but in a closed, very corporate environment. Mm. So I'm, um, this year I'm going to like. Um, Open it to yeah, I'm going to yeah. work with uh, culture ministries across the region and um, and do a. A little tour of the Arabian Peninsula. Once again, let us know. Yeah, we'll, we'll support. Oh, yeah. I will. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, there's just there's just a lot there's a lot going on this year, but it, it is circled around those I love, including myself. Good, <laughs> especially yourself. Especially, yeah. yeah, especially myself. And hopefully, who knows? Maybe you know, maybe I'll. I want babies. I mean, that's also. Pfft. <laughs> Make it happen. The plan. Hey, Make it happen. If that's I mean, in the plan. babies would be cool, but you know. That's, that's Cultural revolution is cool too. Cultural, uh, <laughs> Cultural revolution works yeah. too. But Counter you know, content is great. Counter content is dope. Counter content is content is everything. But, but I would like. Stay tuned for the music mix episode dropping in a couple of days. This audio experience is powered by Tufless. Salam.